my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Trying, man. Do I'm not trying. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the internet's only podcast ready to kick the tires and light the fires as we drop bombs on Zach Bagans and his boys. I'm Joel Kleinberger. And I'm Eric Hoofnagel. That's right. Joel, have you ever felt like you just missed all all the chances? <laughs> <laughs> That, that's how we're gonna open up. Yeah, yeah. sure. Let's let's, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. No. Ever since I'm good, uh, ever I'm since good. I was seventeen years old. Yeah. It's all been it's all been a blur I of failure knew, since. Then. I knew you'd understand. Yeah. No, it's it's not like I think back to uh, you know being on the band bus with three different women on me at all times, just being like, wow, this is fun. These these ladies are good friends. Huh. They probably don't want anything else with me. <laughs> neat. Yeah, neat. <laughs> I know how I know how that is, and I think that Zachy B also knows. <laughs> and the funky bunch. <laughs> and his funky bunch. And man, this episode is a huge missed opportunity. Obviously. Because uh, <laughs> you know, let's let's get into it because we are talking about Ghost Adventures season four, episode eight, the USS. Hornet. The USS Hornet has contacted the Ghost Adventures crew because of unexplained things and apparent hauntings going on on this vessel. And we're here to find them. Thank you all. You know, I just want to clarify, to some it may seem or look kind of goofy that we're wearing flight suits and we're talking in some slang. We have to put ourselves in their environment, look like them, talk like them, become the location. <laughs> I think I had a clam gasm. And apparently these squirrels uh, have these little chips in their fingernails. We're going to have to napalm them. Yeah, so we're going to have to do a flyby reconnaissance mission. We're going to smoke these little suckers out. Yeah. So wish us luck. Uh, do slow motion right now. The boys are in San Francisco touring the now museum of the decommissioned aircraft carrier, uh, the USS Hornet, uh-huh. which racked up an, a very impressive reputation in World War II. And you know what it is now? I was telling my coworker Miranda, I'm sure she's listening, Um, I was telling her what our next episode was going to be. And she said that she stayed the night on this ship with her little sister's boys, our girl scout troop. (laughs) So that's what this ship is doing now. Scaring little girls when it's I'm sure that they weren't there because it was haunted. I'm sure it was there because it is a museum and it has historical import. No, no, no. They were staying overnight there because it's notoriously haunted. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, that's it. Because a bunch of fucking sailors hung themselves there and now little children get to sleep on there and go, oh, I'm getting poked by needles. That is the best way to honor our fallen dead from World War II, the our heroic generation. 
that fought for our freedoms that are rapidly evaporating, mostly because of the way they fucking vote now. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh, I made myself sad. This is this is maybe one of the most skit heavy episodes. Oh, in recent memory. It just it opens up. It oh it starts with a skit. Yeah, and then it just basically keeps going. They're they're like yeah. they are in character most of the episode. In order to learn more about the spirits we're trying to contact, it's now time to put ourselves in their flight seats. Sit in the cockpit and feel the power of life and death. This is a point where I just I don't know, man, if we're going too far to do this. The episode opens up with them having a fake General Patton-esque speech to the troops with cutting into old World War II footage of ships. This is how you know. You you can tell right away when an episode is gonna blow. (laughs) Every time. Every time. When they, when they, like, lay in heavy on the, like, extra dumb bullshit, because it's always like this, do you <laughs> think they yeah. shoot all the skits and gaffs and goofabouts after the lockdown? Because if the lockdown sucks, they're just like, uh, we gotta do skits now. Or is it that when they shoot a bunch of skits, all the ghosts are like, fuck this shit. I, I think they shoot a bunch of skits because Zach is a s- excited little boy and he wants to wear a flight suit. <laughs> Just like George W. That's right. Just like his hero. There are some who feel like that uh, if they attack us, that we may decide to leave prematurely. If they think that they're going to protect us for while we're in here, no. They don't understand what they're talking about if that's the case. If they want us out, they're going to have to throw us over that damn wall. My answer is bring them on. Bring it on. We're not afraid of you at all. I feel like this episode has to be titled Highway to the Dumb Boy Zone. Because <laughs> these fucking idiots. This was this was actually kind of an awakening for me. I think I know why. So I'm going to say what I'm going to say, Eric. Okay. But there's a reason. Oh, no. Uh, all right. I wanted to be mad at the boys. Okay doing what they were doing with their fake speech and Aaron and his aviators and like the boys fake waving to the non-existent crowd of soldiers (laughs) as they're doing their speech. But, uh, I couldn't just help, uh, but fall in love a little bit. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. I was having a great time and I think I know why I spent the last two episodes trying my best to come to terms with the fact that I will have to deal with Billy Tully in the future. Damn. So now now when I see these three, like, living it up, being cute soldier boys. That does weigh heavy, doesn't it? It does. The The specter of Billy Tully is now just making me, like, already pre-nostalgic for this time period where I'm like, please, please don't go, Nick. I am. I'm missing Nick already. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why I'm so morbidly depressed. <laughs> is that you know that Nick is going to go. <laughs> yeah, it's got nothing to do with anything in my life. It's actually just the loss of of being able to enjoy Nick moments. As you hear from coming 
down the a darkened hallway, the sound of air being sucked through <laughs> tiny little butthole lips. Just <laughs> pubes, pubes. <laughs> oh my god! If I had seen Fuck. Billy Tolley in a flight suit, I would have shot myself in the fucking face. <laughs> Him with aviators on. Would there be any aviators that fit his pudgy, horrible pudding face? Can you even put glasses on that fucking monster? Joel, as we go ahead, I feel like I'm going to have to come to Billy's uh, defense. (laughs) Don't you dare. I'm going to have to, to like balance out how much you hate him. I'm going to have to be like, well, actually, Billy really did <laughs> kick it up a notch in this episode. Yeah, good good luck. No, I'm I'm going to not be able to. I'm going to use up all my energy every episode being like, Billy's not that bad. As somebody with a philosophy degree, you're coming at the this this whole project with a lot of that like, well, I think it's fun to argue on on behalf of Hitler. You know, just for fun, just to tr- just to challenge myself. Okay, Joel. Now I can genuinely say, Billy's not that bad. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll give you this one. You win this round. He's not Hitler. Oh my God. So speaking of Hitler, we're in World War Two. Yeah, and then and then Zach introduces it by saying the Second World War gave birth to great men. And great ships. And that just sounds like the intro to, like, a middle school essay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it does! (laughs) Yes. It's just a kid who wants to write about the cool ships of World War II, but his parents were like, well, actually, you should probably say something about, like, all the people that died. And they're like, (laughs) but it's not right about the ships! It's just some kid pulling, like, you know, vaguely pulling his penis because he's recently discovered it because he's, like, 11 years (laughs) old. He's, like, tugging down. (laughs) Um, So, World War II uh, gave birth to great men, like my grandpa, and great ships, like the ship that my grandpa served on. USS um, Hornet. USS Hornet. It's Um, really cool. It killed, like, a thousand different planes. And uh, it was pretty cool. Okay, that's my report. Goodbye. Brennan. <laughs> it's fitting because Zach has that big ROTC fanboy wannabe energy in this episode where, like, he is so excited to cosplay as a military person. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, all the boys got their their names. They got their name tags on their, like, fake jumpsuits. And they are all so stoked. Like my flight suit. Uh, we're just getting ready to go on a uh, mission outside of Ghost Adventures. Uh, Nick and myself, uh, we also um, are in the Air Force, and we uh, I'm a pilot for F-16, and uh, I do stealth bombers. Yeah. Because of the wealth of information from an apostle story of the Bible experience, which we are about to get into, Oh. because Aaron, the true prophet, of the Church of Zach Bagans, I found his repository of all of his Aaron's vlogs. Holy, holy, holy. holy. We've wondered if these boys are 
professional improvisers doing a, a bit. <laughs> professional. <laughs> Based on Zach and Nick's, uh, I'm going to include the audio of them, like, pretending to be pilots. They say they're going to fly and do a napalm run mm-hmm. against uh, squirrels? Squirrels. Um, we're gonna go out into uh, what what ocean? Is I that? think we're gonna go off into uh, we're gonna fly back over the United. We're States. gonna fly back over United States Just because we like doing things the hard way. Well, it's a reconnaissance mission. We were told that uh, over the U.S. there's been a band of uh, squirrels. Just, uh, squirrels, that's right. The squirrels came in from northern Canada, and apparently these squirrels uh, have these little chips in their fingernails. We're gonna have to napalm them. Yeah, so we're gonna have to do a flyby reconnaissance mission. We're gonna smoke these little suckers out. Yeah, so wish us <laughs> luck. Uh, do slow motion right now. Okay, what year was this? I wanna say it's 2011. That's too late for jokes like that. I would say making squirrel based jokes is very. <laughs> that's very like Invader Zim. Foamy the squirrel. Yeah, MySpace humor. Like, OMG random lol. You know that Zach Bagans has a Foamy the Squirrel shirt out there. He probably liked it when girls wore those shirts with the fucking rabbit that's, like, flipping you off. The cute bunny, like, I kill people. Hey. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I went back and visited my parents recently. And every time I go back, my mom will find something that used to be mine and, like, put it out for me to like rediscover as though I'm going to find it and be like, you know, I'm going to move back in the basement. (laughs) That sounds nice. But she laid out a Lenore comic. Oh my God. The cute little dead girl. (laughs) Yes. And I used to fucking love that shit. Just fucking 13 year old edginess. Eric. I mean, we all have those things like, I recently just bought the HD collection of Devil May Cry, and I used to think that shit was the coolest when sexy devil boy Dante would be impaled by swords, but he was a (laughs) demon. Mm. Witches and warlocks, search your souls. You can laugh at us. You can laugh with us. You can think back to when you thought that talking about rusty spoons was, like, really funny. Dude. Me and you fucking rather. Do you remember? <laughs> never mind. We keep let's let's get off this <laughs> let's train. Get off the 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 self hating nostalgia train. Yeah. No, we have to get back to Zach Bagans because another part of the Bible study. Something I didn't send you. Aaron, unfortunately for Zach, exposed a weakness in the boy. Oh. Because I have now learned what one of Zach's favorite foods is. Oh, no. Take a guess. What do you th- What do you think Zach's favorite food is? Knowing that they're in San Francisco during this. I, I can only imagine that Zach just loves pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 Okay, so he is a Vegas boy. I'll say this. He opens up his favorite food segment by saying he's a Vegas boy who spent a lot of time growing up in Florida. What do you think this boy might love from Florida? Dude, I don't know what the... What? Catfish? No. (laughs) I don't know what they eat in fucking Florida. Alligator? (laughs) Zach Bagans loves 
Crabs. He loves oh. crabs. He wants to eat crabs. And oh. not only that, he loves clams. Ew. In fact, in this segment, he ate a clam so good that he said, as he looks at the camera, he's like, what's that Justin Timberlake song? I jizzed in my pants. Yes. I just had a clamgasm. Ew. He had a clamgasm from I sucking like down. That. I don't like that at all. <laughs> you know, no. Oh. <laughs> I think I had a clamgasm. <laughs> clamgasm. <laughs> Holy kitty cow. Hi. When I went back and listened to the tape I was recording, there was somebody throwing up violently in the background. Okay. So, like, I hate to be a fucking, like, regular old fuddy-duddy. <laughs> but, but man, there's a, uh, that's the level of seafood I cannot get into. Oh, fucking, I know. I can't do Cla- the bivalves. I can't do no. fucking crabs. Uh, no. It's just bottom feeders, man. I can't do it. Crabs are shit-eating sea spiders. No, thank you. I'm from the Pacific Northwest. I know. Yeah, it's, it's sacrilege. <laughs> no, I can't do it, man. We are we are the the least worldly people, man. Zach clamgasms on a regular basis. Oh, man. Fucking Zach with his monocle and his pinky to the side <laughs> of his fucking mouth. Oh, yes. So, Zach Bagans loves eating shit-eating sea spiders <laughs> and sucking down clams, the goopy holes, so he can clamgasm later. Guys, I say we try and find some tail. Tail? Yeah. I meant, of course, the crawfish. Other than the fact that it saw the horrors of war in the Pacific Theater, some of the supposed hauntings comes from the fact that it had... A high number of suicides. Apparently, there's a, a story of a kamikaze pilot that missed and survived, and they kept them in the brig. Okay, so that one that one really struck me as weird. Because mm-hmm. if a kamikaze pilot misses you, he's still hitting the fucking water yeah. in a plane and probably sinking. Yeah. I just, I, I had a hard time believing that one. That like somehow it it missed and then they were all like, quick, jump in after it. To the lifeboats, lads. Let's rescue him so we can imprison him. It's like, nah. The basic setup of this haunting where it's the souls of those who served and potentially died on the ship. This is one of those things where, again, it doesn't really make sense because this bitch be moving. <laughs> this ship, it's, it's, <laughs> it's going around like... And when you die at sea, uh, you get a burial at sea. They don't just keep your fucking body on the ship for months at a time. I don't know. It's a weird thing because we got that whole thing about, like, conductivity and water and, like, it's all metal. On the water. And it's still on the water. It hasn't left the water. It's it's in a bunch of mud, apparently. Zach says it's one of the most haunted structures in the world because it's every episode as the most haunted thing, (laughs) which is clearly not true. And, like, even the stories are kind of like, eh. Our first guest is Lloyd Auerbach, a.k.a. Professor Paranormal, a professional mentalist. A parapsychologist. Yeah, he has a parapsychology degree before they shut down the program, so good on him. I honestly, 
arguably useless degree that I desperately want. I mean, as somebody with a philosophy degree, as far as usefulness, I would gladly trade over for parapsychology. <laughs> you could actually yeah. go somewhere with that. Yeah, no one's calling you for interviews. No. That's a slap, Bill. That's that's a hard slap. That's not a touch. The next person was is Nancy Bowman. Oh, Nancy Bowman with her disgusting pink lips. I was really thrown <laughs> off. I didn't understand the word she said because I kept looking at those hot pink smackers. She just really didn't have any energy. No, she seems like a tired mom who's still trying to keep it going. Oh, she's just so tired. <laughs> yeah, Nancy Bowman. You know what? Don't even put it in the episode. It, it's, it's not worth it. No, she's she's tired, and I'm tired of thinking about her gross l mouth. Like, <laughs> use a different color. It's too much of a contrast, honestly. Oh, I love it. It's a hot look. The next person that is worth mentioning is Keith Ledoux, the program manager uh, and part-time bassist in the San Francisco Bay Area based on his hair and face. <laughs> yeah, he would play, play bass. Apparently, somebody told him that they saw a ghost in the mess deck and then when he went down there it was like hey what's up a coffee pot was thrown at his feet yep he thinks it could have been an angry dishwasher ghost because like there's dents above the dishwashing sink i'll tell you i can attest i was a dishwasher uh for multiple years in my early 20s and yeah if i were dishwashing on a boat in the military at sea in the Navy, I'd be pretty fucking mad. Because you're in the Navy, but you also got those flyboys on there. So, like, of course, after There's you're, like, <laughs> almost done with all of your dishes, like, the fucking aviator team comes down there and just dumps their dirty things. Uh, pff, fucking idiot. Did you see the sun today? Guess what I did? I fucking dog fought. I dog <laughs> fought in the sky, dude. Yeah, bro. I killed, like, uh, 30 Japaneses. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of a... I wanted to make it PC. You wanted to say a slur, but you didn't want to say a slur that exists, so you created yeah. a new one, and somehow it's almost worse. Very, very dicey. What do you mean, dicey? Dicey, dangerous. The two people that matter the most in this episode, as far as witnesses go, are, of course, Heidi and Chris Shav. Shave. Shave. It's just shave, man. Shave. Okay, I was trying to go fancy. It's just shave. <laughs> but they're fancy women. Dude, okay. It took me forever to figure out that they were twins, and it wasn't just yeah. the same woman in different outfits. I'm with you on that, because I watched this a few weeks ago uh, when we were first going to record it, <coughs> and uh, <sighs> I didn't even realize that they were different people the entire time. Wow. You didn't even, you missed the scene where they have them both together? <laughs> I was distracted. Ah. <laughs> I, was just, I was distracted with, with marijuana. Uh-huh. Really, really taking in these episodes, aren't we? <laughs> we do very thorough research, which is Warlocks. <laughs> Which, of course, Zach is so fucking horny because he's like, <laughs> Twins! Twins! Two twins! Twins! I prefer twins! I prefer two twins! Oh, bro, dude, Aaron, 
I found there's historians that work here, and they're fucking twin sisters. Dude, and they're, like, hot, though. Like, they're fucking hot, bro. Zach is overcoming his fear of powerful women to try his best to get in their pants. And he is doing a poor job starting right away. Oh, man. Well, so, like, first he talks to Chris. No. Heidi's first. Oh, Heidi's first. Heidi is first. And she's, like, in a vest. She looks pretty normal. And then suddenly he's talking to Chris, and I thought it was the same woman, and she had had a wardrobe change. Yeah. And she's talking about how she was on an investigation, which is interesting because their credits say that one of them is a historian. Yeah. And the other one is a, a tour guide slash ghost adventurer. But I, they're they're both historians? It's I don't very know. weird. It's very weird. It's very funny that, like, usually twins try to, like, do something different. These two have a blog about them. They're the kind of twins that stick together. <laughs> Which is why Zach is like, this is my moment. Yeah. So she's talking about how she goes for her walkie-talkie, and it slides away from her on the table. And Zach's like... I believe that it just didn't want us to leave. Really? I actually, you know, as an employee... Maybe it didn't want you to leave. Maybe. Maybe it had a crush on you. I'm sorry. I just felt something touch me in this area here. (sighs) You're very beautiful. You're... Okay. Why don't you like men? I love that moment because of, like, Chris, pretty woman, judos that into something that, like, makes sense in context without ruining Zach's (sighs) mood. Except that Joel I'm gonna need you to drop exactly what she says into this episode because this is in this this is a situation where anyone else would have turned to the camera and said can we do another take <laughs> because her sentence takes on three different forms oh yeah all at once and then and then she ends it with just this like wide-eyed smile like fuck what did I just say <laughs> Maybe it had a I crush did. on you. That actually is true. It's astute comment you're making here on the ship. I do. Re- it, it seems like when you do go on investigations or a lot of the activity, it happens with women. Zach, the entire time with both of these twins, is like full Dracul, like leaning <laughs> into them. Oh, he is looming. The next bit after Chris tries to judo, then Heidi takes them down into the sidewider missile room, and Zach can't stop repeating like he's just like oh sidewinder missiles oh yeah oh it's so funny he he is such a teenage boy this is the sidewinder missile room assembly room where they would just store parts for missiles and torpedoes but it's not used today sidewinder oh it's that fucking ROTC wannabe military energy, but if he ever went to basic training, he'd be the guy who shits himself on the first day and cries. I don't know, man. Depends on which Zach we're talking about, because he's pretty jacked at this point. It's not about being jacked, it's about being yelled at. Yeah, he would he would take it really personally, yeah. He might Gomer Pyle. Baggins, what's your major <laughs> malfunction? You're going to kill somebody with those head spikes, boy? Hey, man. Hey, man. Just, I don't like peer pressure. 
I don't like peer pressure. It's the ice spiker. We don't have ice spiker here. We have hand soap that you use for your head. We have large. Shave it off. <laughs> and then Zach is just like slowly crying in the mirror as he they shave his spikes off. He's like, no, no, <laughs> my power. It's like Samson. Yeah, they they break they break like three razors on his head because of how fucking spiky his hair is, how solid it is with the ice spiker. They probably just have to chip his hair off. <laughs> dude, I'm running, dude. What? I don't know why. This is my favorite moment. After he is done, just being like, oh, sidewinders. Heidi's talking about how dark it is down there, and Zach takes this opportunity for the first of many this is what our eye sees moment. oh yeah yeah they and he's like oh, okay turn turn them uh, turn the flashlights back on and he giggles you know uh, i want the lights back on because it's uh, it's kind of freaky and then he realizes he said that in front of a hot girl so he like straightens up and like puts on a serious face he's like uh but, but i love it oh and you know even in the dark I can spot a cornered woman. <laughs> she is. She makes the most like customer service smile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just this like this like tight lipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, boy, fun. Yeah, we're mm. having fun. We are. Certain. Oh yeah. Let's mm-hmm. move on. Let's move on. All right, turn it on. So that's freaky. <laughs> but I yeah, love it. That's it's... awesome. So what happened in here? He starts talking about his favorite trigger object, which is a woman. Yeah. Maybe his favorite object. He like zeroes in. He's like, <laughs> you are gonna be our Trobject. Your new name is Trobject. Heidi yeah. Trobject. Shave. Shave. And then we get a great, great little flashback of our favorite Sarah. Okay. Yes, I'm glad to see Sarah again because I love her. But it's a horrible flashback in context because they're like, this is what's happened when we use trigger objects in the past. And they just cut to Sarah leaving and then like the shot of her being like, hey, get down here. And they don't show what happened. No, exactly. (laughs) No, it's it's like it's a no, they they miss the point of that entire flashback completely. They're like they're basically trying to be like, look, we've done this before. We've used women for our profit (laughs) and our entertainment before. They never saw women when they were out at sea. They're attracted to you. We've run into this before prisons. She says, yes. So we should use her as a trigger object too, shouldn't we? This episode has a lot of great Zach moments because Heidi does try to tell them about historical significant things on this ship, which has a lot of history. And of course, Zach takes this moment because they're on these stairs to put his hand on her lower back and shove her out of the frame to be like, "Uh, we don't want information. We don't want that. (laughs) Which is immediately followed by the greatest bit of karmic justice this show has ever seen as he slams his dumb head into a pipe (laughs) above it. Yeah, and then he's like, he's like, I'm going to let her go ahead. I don't want her to see me cry. (laughs) Oh, there it goes. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. And you know what? And I think that's why the following skit happened. Because (laughs) he needs to go on a little ride to feel better. That's right. This skit is the highway to the dumb boy zone. Because these boys are pretending to be pilots. This is one of those moments where, like, 
it's kind of like a no duh like it's the tombstone moment where it's like yeah dude fucking go check out that flight simulator that's awesome i want to do that i want to get wiggled in there it's also not a real flight simulator it's like a ride for children oh yeah oh yeah like like i would love to see each of these boys fucking pass out in a like a fucking g-force simulator getting spun around that, god i would love to see that Aaron, so aaron's much. big old grouper mouth like, <laughs> 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 their cheeks going back yeah oh man oh, who do you think would last the longest aaron he takes big steps he's got big lungs Mm. Zach does a lot of fucking pump. He's got a lot of muscles, but I think his cardio is probably shit. He he's the kind of guy who like passes out and then wakes up fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zach will pass out and he'll wake up and be like, uh, uh. <laughs> I think Nick would vomit. <laughs> he would he would puke, but he'd still be running, so it'd just go and just cover his face. <laughs> okay i think nick nick might be one of those like he's so stoic he might just be one of those people you're like at six g's and he's still just like staring dead ahead like not affected <laughs> but then they find out he's actually passed out he just didn't shut his eyes yeah <laughs> he looks fine until his he explosively decompresses and his eyes pop <laughs> Sleep with one eye open! (laughs) Which, hey, that's a perfect segue because my favorite part of this dumb skit is the royalty-free cover of Highway to the Danger Zone they got. Oh, yeah. They put in some decent effort to try to make this children's ride look really intense and you can only imagine there's a woman outside who's running it and you can only imagine what she's hearing inside this thing while the boys are rolling around just (laughs) you don't do oh dude Aaron's like I found this fucking helmet can I like take this in there and they're like I mean that's (laughs) not standard for the uh, fine fuck it and again because of me coming to grips with Billy Tully's existence, I am just here for it. It's fucking fun, and it's a perfect segue into the lockdown. Yes. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. Permission to come aboard. <laughs> Where Daryl Chang, the security chief, who was no fan of swearing, <laughs> yeah. nonplus by fist bumps. He looks like he gives kind of a look as probably Aaron extends his fist, where he's just like, "Oh fuck, okay." He is the most haunted person in this episode. Because honestly, like he's got to do security for this boat, yes. which means that he's got to like be there when the Girl Scouts are there doing Ouija board (laughs) stuff. Dude, screw this, dude. Zach acknowledges how goofy what they're doing is, dressing up and pretending to be soldiers, which is, it's nice. Like, they say accurately, I suppose, that this is how they get their evidence. And then it's followed by them cosplaying a briefing uh, where Zach makes them call him sir, which is great. 
it's you just want to cosplay. It's okay to want stuff, Zach. You don't have to justify it. It's some like very like Michael Bay energy. What are we gonna do, good one? We're gonna go over X cams to see where the place sir. The first X, bacterial lab. This is where a door was seen slamming shut. A steel door. We're not at sea. The ship is not rocking. No explanation. Also a growl and the words get out. X, the dishwasher room. Also called what, Groff? Hold your guys room. You got it. Keith had a glass coffee pot thrown at his head. Gentlemen, don't screw this one up. You got it, sir. It feels like they're making up a scene out of like uh, fucking Independence Day. Exactly. It is. It is a kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy oh, moment. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we will not go quietly into the night. We will live on. We'll survive. Hello, boys. <laughs> I'm back. Release me. No! You know who they really need on the on Ghost Adventures is Randy Quaid. <laughs> Dude, you know what we need? Okay, so we've got we've got our fucking our Kesha ghost hunting series. We've got our uh yeah. Kristen Stewart series coming out. We need old actors who've lost their fucking minds. Like Gary Busey oh my leads God. a fucking Randy Quaid, um, like one of the like Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> one of the ball, just a ball win. I just, think it's got to be Steven because he's the fucking Christian one. Uh, oh, uh, Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. Oh, Dan Aykroyd, yeah. No, Dan Aykroyd would have to have to lead it. Yeah, no, he would be, he'd be at the control center. <laughs> that, now that's a show. Yeah, he's just feeding them pure Crystal Skull vodka. Yeah. It's triple distilled, don't you know? And Randy <sighs> Quaid is just fucking like Kool-Aid manning through asylum walls. <laughs> Uh, they just they just keep finding Gary Busey hidden off by himself, like talking <laughs> to the walls, <laughs> masturbating. Talk about paranormal. Talk about the other side. Talk about indecision spirits to move through the air with the greatest of ease. <laughs> and what I'm going to capture. I'm going to capture with my heart and my spirit. Did you hear that he he's got like fucking mad nasty allegations against him now oh gary Busey, you don't say shock i just can't imagine how horrifying it would be to have him come on to you hey butthorn <laughs> i want to get up in that i want to get up in that hole just grabs your ass hey butthorn yeah. oh christ kill me the fuck is this your worst nightmare butthorn McBain. yeah after their cosplay section uh Nick gets in a solid burn. Did you hear that? Mm-mm. Oh, I love it. Because Zach, you know, it's one of those moments where it's like, this is what our eyes see. It's so dark. And uh, Zach is like, check your LCD screens, guys, so we can see because of how dark it is. And then Nick hits back with, and wash your head, too. Because <laughs> uh, he had his head earlier. <laughs> watch your LCD screens. Watch your head, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they hear a banging. They hear the banging, and, the, and then, of course, Zach is like, this is what our eyes see. So, like, he thinks that that's, like, an opportune time to shut mm -hmm. off everything off while they're, like, experiencing possibly paranormal activity. Um, but then, of course, they find it, and it's uh, water dripping into a trash can. 
Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and, and Zach could not sound more fucking dejected. He's oh, yeah. so disappointed. I think we just discovered what the noise was. It was water dripping in this garbage can. Okay, so we debunked that there, guys. Good job. You know, they get their first orb, which is horribly uncompelling. Dude, straight up, like, get an orb, take a drink. Yeah. That is, like, the drinking game of Ghost Adventures. Per Juniper, one of our favorites, the drinking game should be called Orb is just bro spelled backwards. And yes. every time they see an orb, you have to smash a fucking shot. Breworb. 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 <laughs> so they get a breworb, and then they start walking around, and they get some spikes on the EMF detector <laughs> recorded with fluctuating temperatures that keeps going to 66.6 degrees. And yet again, 666, take a drink. Yep. I fucking hate how much they care about 666. It's going to other temperatures, too. Like, it's got to stop at somewhere between where it's fluctuating. Like, there, it's also at 68.3 degrees a couple times. It just doesn't have magic spookiness attached to it. No, it's so silly. But they do get an EVP. And they, the boys keep talking about how they hear talking, which means they can't get good EVPs yeah. because they're well, fucking talking the whole time. Yeah, Zach, Zach calls out Nick for this whole thing where he's like, while Nick was talking, we picked up the beginning of an EVP, but Nick kept talking and then we couldn't hear all of it. But, then, but, but Zach's doing drink again when Zach is a hypocrite because he's doing it <laughs> when Zach projects onto Nick or Aaron if these three were on paranormal challenge and they were talking this much and contaminating their own evidence this much Dave Schrader would fucking the ring through the camera screen <laughs> yeah. reach out and pull their souls out of their assholes yes. with his yes. giant mole hand no way no. am I going to sit in a no. room with Dave no. he's like scary enough <laughs> oh they they do get a an EVP that says God that is that same tone uh, of the it's the God for Moon, Moon River but it's not nearly as good but Eric what I think you might find that I have taken off my my flight helmet uh oh put on my own fedora with the feather in my cap. Ooh, that's not standard issue. It is not standard issue, nor is the katana at my oh, side. Oh! Because it sounds so much like the It's the God. It does have me wondering if they're recycling EVPs. No. It's the same tone. It's the same voice. It's the same God. Like, it's that same thing. I know how easy it is to take bits of audio from a television show and use it whenever the fuck I want. That's this whole podcast. All I'm saying is, I think Billy Tully wanted to spice this episode up, and they didn't think that two pink boys, 12 years later, were going to notice that they slipped that one in there. Shashank. お前はもう死んでいる。何?<音声><音声><音声><音声>
They bring on their trobject, Chris. Chris Shave. Which, like, I get the premise because ladies, the men are at sea, they don't see women. Except that, like, there's tours going through there all the time. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I guess, like, the, the idea is that, like, a spirit is trapped in, like, in essence, like, who they were when they died. Yeah. They don't change. Ghosts don't change. I think that their premise is okay, but if they really wanted a Trobject to get the ghosts mad on this particular vessel. <laughs> they just bring a, bring a fucking, bring a, a Japanese man yeah. on who can like yell in Japanese and that, that'll get them fucking going. I was honestly hoping that Zach would try and speak Japanese. Dude, I know. Oh, God. You know that that was on the table. You know that that's something they thought about. Oh, man. And, like, some, like, the travel channel execs were like, please, please, you, you give them flight suits. Give them flight suits. Anything, anything else. Uh, flight suits. Fucking Jesus Christ, please. It's like when they were on the plantation and we, we felt the energy <laughs> where they were just one step away from putting Aaron in blackface <laughs> and having him pick cotton. Like Yeah, they just, they dress fucking Nick up as like an SS officer and, <laughs> and he's goose stepping down the aisles oh, and then God. fucking Zach is dressed like a Japanese soldier. <laughs> and Aaron just turns the camera towards himself is just like dude dude taking a big step into history (laughs) dude no don't dude listen man this is probably the most beautiful failure because zach greets her at the door and he pulls the oh i can't see you very well as an excuse to touch her body yes uh, and I don't know if she just gets vengeance or if it's actually that dark because Zach sticks out his hand for a handshake like an idiot and <laughs> she ignores it entirely. He also lifts it up to like breast level and I yeah. think he was hoping she would take a step forward and he wouldn't get blamed for actually grabbing her. What makes it so precious is that she leaves him hanging so long that Zach is like, uh, um, my, uh, hand. my hand, my, my hand, hand. Uh, please, it's, please it's, clap. It, it, my hand is here. <laughs> can, can you, can you hold it with, please, my hand. Hi. Dark in here. How's it going? There's my, uh, if you, my hand sticking out there. If you Hi. That, that moment of Zach being like, please, my hand will <laughs> always live with me it's beautiful i'll have to put that picture on the instagram <laughs> stop Aaron. go away wait wait the next bit is just spirit box they deploy the spirit radio for most of the rest of this episode they keep saying how much time has allotted while yeah. they're, they're doing this it's like oh it's been six minutes no voices 10 minutes no voices 19 minutes no voices and it's like that sound has been playing for 19 minutes. That is maddening. For real. It's a bunch of people in a fucking echoey ass old metal boat listening to static 
and asking questions for 20 minutes. At this time, we decided to break out our spirit box, which rapidly scans through frequencies so that spirits can speak through the white noise. The sequence is pretty good because they get a fucking absolute Chad on Steven. the spirit radio in Steven the Ghost. And Steven the Ghost sounds like either a girl or a little boy. Yeah, but like <laughs> if we're if we're if we're doing the fantasy that what for whatever reason his voice sounds like that. I love this this through line of Steven being like, yeah, it's me. You better run. I'm coming for you. Yeah. And that part was kind of scary. Well, especially because then Aaron feels like he got his, his shit grabbed. He gets tugged. And then Steven the ghost is like, yeah, it was me. I did it. Yeah, they hear like, I'll get you. And then Aaron gets tugged. And then Zach goes, was that you? And then the spirit box goes, that's right. <laughs> and then and then Aaron gets scared to to be uh, by himself and the spirit box says I'm sorry yeah yeah fucking Steven like smelled the two drops of pee that was squoze out of Aaron's mm. hole and he was like okay I'm sorry I'm sorry it was just a little hazing I'm just joshing you welcome to the crew I'm Steven Private Steven the ghost none of you will ever leave please don't hurt me I'm not here to be hurt as we know, Zach's favorite toys are either fake guns or or fucking sirens. He loves to bug people with sirens, as we've learned from Paranormal Challenge. Yeah. So he is amped the fuck up and decides it's time to, to traumatize these ghosts. That's right. <laughs> Let's traumatize our boys. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, no, we're friendlies, okay? America, America. They keep saying that. Like, we're Americans. They're pointing to their flags. And then he's like, all right, it's alarm time. We're under attack. We're under attack. Battle stations. Battle stations. It's very dramatic and spooky. Like, the contrast, like, the shot is great. Because the contrast between the noise of the siren and, like, the night vision, it's a great creepy look. Yeah. But then for, like, the 10th time of this fucking episode... Zach trips and <laughs> I have to imagine that Aaron slipped Billy Tolly like a bag of fancy nuts to keep all these Zach fuck ups in this man. episode because Zach does not come out looking good these, these came from Whole Foods bro there's there's pistachios in there bro there's pistachios non-GMO bro if you like those nuts uh, if, you, if you make sure to keep the uh, Zach's failed hand check in there uh, I'll slip in a, a couple nugs too, you know? That sweet, sticky, icky, bro. Oh, oh, oh big step in ball. Oh, dude! This is a, an, another one of those episodes where it's like they are walking the line of, like, quote unquote, respecting the ghosts and, like, traumatized like being like really disrespectful yeah they're like we respect you we respect the men who serve battle stations wee -oo, wee -oo. and it reminds it just makes me think of like all those like really old videos of like the first 
uh, documentations of like people with shell shock, how they used to treat them, and like they just chase them around with like an enemy's hat, just like <laughs> horrible, just yeah. horrible. This is definitely uh, a not a good look. I'm not here out of disrespect. <laughs> Did you die? Did you die? We come here with all due respect. I get a nasty whiff of something putrid, even through my mask. They get the most orb orb of all time. It's more impressive than most orbs because it actually has a shape and it and it like is moving weird, but they're on a ship airflow is of course going to go down hallways yeah and it looks like a hair or a feather just spinning in the air and coming towards the camera like it doesn't look paranormal or like a piece of the ice spiker <laughs> caked off <laughs> just a wisp of of that of that perfect perfect paste fucking zach's hair is just shedding because he keeps hitting his fucking head and little floating bits are just peppered throughout the entire <laughs> Who knows ship. what that humidity is doing, how it's interacting with the ice spiker. Then I put a little touch of the ice spiker in. The ice spiker really molds it into place. Sponsor, sponsor, we'll do your commercials. We go into the, the burn unit, and this is where Nick is like a kid at the sleepover who just wants attention. It totally. That's exactly what I thought about. The whole fucking time they're in there, it's like every fucking five minutes, Nick's like, hey, I feel something. He, Yeah, he keeps being like, dude, my back, my back is burning. And which is hilarious because it's like, if you're in the dark and suddenly you feel like you're burning, you're probably not going to just jolt your head up and look at your friends and just go, hey, man, I kind of feel like I'm burning right now. And he's like, oh, I feel like I'm getting like poked with needles, which it sounds like your fucking arm is falling asleep. Yeah, welcome to me trying to go to sleep. Yeah. I feel like I'm being poked with needles and burning all the time. My ass feels like that right now because I'm sitting down with bad posture because I'm in front of a microphone. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick. It's not a ghost. It's just your body. It really does remind me of like old sleepovers when like, Two, two of the kids are, like, closer together, and then there's one kid who's just a little further away who just will not go to fucking sleep. Yeah. No, I know. He's like, come on, guys. Like, let's put it on mute. Let's just keep playing Mario Kart. Come on. I feel weird. I keep feeling weird. Mommy, I keep feeling weird. You gotta get in here. It's cold. And and Zach's like, all right, fine. Let's just switch places. <laughs> yeah. Zach is like... If you sh don't shut the fuck up, okay, is this what it's gonna take? I'll, yeah, like, I'll go in there. Fine. fine, you go. You go snuggle with Aaron. Fine, do it. Sometimes these encounters were closer than others. They cut to commercial, and then they cut back to what is almost a Steve Brule. Check it out. <laughs> Cutaway. Because yeah. like Zach is a mid bandaged up guy character of being oh my like God. This is uh, this is how it would be dressed because uh, you know, this is how they would be. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> it is bloody fucking rags. It, they they this whole scene of them like Nick playing bad doctor with his little bone saw. Yeah, and Zach just being like, "I'm hurt. 
I've heard Al! Well, what's more silly, this scene of the boys cosplaying or Gary Galka, the judge from the first episode of Paranormal Challenge, with his new piece of technology, an EVP recorder that has an, a playback button. I don't know. I, I guess, yeah, you could only use that for, for something like ghost hunting. Or like for like an argument with his wife when he's like, what'd you just say to me? And she's like, what? And he's like, you're an asshole. Oh, I'll see. It doesn't really do anything for them except for they get uh, Aaron feels like he's going to pass out and they get an EVP that says help. Uh, one of the ghosts chastises Zach and says, get up. Yeah. Which is <laughs> like, dude, to be fair, good. Yeah. <laughs> Get up, you fucking puss! Yeah, didn't you hear the alarms? Yeah. <laughs> fucking battle stations, now! Last thing they get is Aaron asks, did you die in this room? And they get an almost, which they think is the coolest thing in the world. It doesn't even almost sound like almost. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out, I'm out. Good idea. They, uh, they get played out with anchors away as they, they leave their mission, thanking the troops, saluting them for all they've done after traumatizing them. <laughs> after horribly re-traumatizing these fucking trapped souls who just fucking took their own lives only to live for eternity where they wanted to leave. Yeah. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. And this episode... Not great. Not great. Great goofing around. I think it's time to challenge Zach Bagans to come fight us in the dark. On a boat. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. This might be one of the hardest things he's, he will ever face. All right. Tell me. I'm saying Zach needs to go on a Girl Scouts sleepover and not make it weird. That's it. That's it. Don't make it weird, Zach. Uh, he is, I mean, yeah, that's not going to happen. He's going to make it weird. <laughs> He's going to make it weird. And I just, and I want like full on cameras on him. Fucking, we've got guards, everyone prepared for him to make it weird. Yeah. Well, and I think, Eric, if I may, <laughs> we know two things now about Zach Bagans, for sure. Yeah. One, he loves clams and crabs. Two, he's afraid of heights. Okay. So he gets invited to this Girl Scout <laughs> event. Sleepover. The sleepover. And you know what? We know what keeps him happy. And, you know, he's going to make it weird. He's going to, he's going to like come out the other end in the morning, not feeling great, except he is going to be filled with crabs and clams. He's going to make the fucking Girl Scout night weird because of all the clam gasms he's going to have. Oh, you've trapped him. All these fucking like 10 year old girls are going to be watching this grown man being like, mm, oh, <laughs> you guys ever hear that Lonely Island, Justin Timberlake? Oh, 
oh, I'm clam gasping. <laughs> just, oh, I was like, gonna jizz my pants. Oh, no. You know, you know, at one point, he would open a clam and be like, <laughs> What's that look like? Hey, oh, I'm going to have a clam gas. Not like, not like what you girls experience. That's like a whole different. You guys wouldn't get it. You guys wouldn't get it. Girls don't have those. <laughs> it's a myth. The clam gasm, that's just to fill him with various sea meats. I want his stomach nice and full because I want him to actually be brought up in a real jet plane and flown around because he is deathly afraid of heights. Oh. He'll be filled with sea meat. He will be... <laughs> it's it's going to be the saddest thing. Like, we're going to have a camera on him the whole time. And he's just... He is going to be... Fuck, he will be barf pee cry shitting so hard. He's going to turn just, inside out. I'm imagining him with the fucking... They're like, they're like, okay, we we we're gonna need the uh, the the oxygen masks on. Yeah. <laughs> he straps the oxygen mask on and just yeah. fills it with crab vomit. Yeah, you're just gonna see little bits of like undigested clams just flopping and out it's the side, floating straight up because they're flying upside down. Aaron's gonna have to lift him like a small baby out of that cockpit. And I don't think he's going to recover from that. Well, he's not going to recover because when he lands covered in vomit, covered in sea meat, uh, <laughs> someone's going to be there to be like, um, sir, you are now on the sex offenders list. <laughs> um, sir, Mr. Bagans, uh, did you say the words clamgasm to a troop of Girl Scouts? <laughs> It was well, really good. We have, we have it on camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. We're in like a military mood here, I guess, because the next episode, episode nine of season four, they're going to Fort Chaffee. Fort Chafe. Fort Chafe! They're going to Fort Chafe, and these boys are going to be covered in talcum powder, and they're going to make make the, make the mistake that they are the ghosts, because they're going to be so powerful. <laughs> like your father. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I've seen it. Yeah. That's yeah, very scary. Fucking Witches and Warlocks, thank you for the, the hanging out with us and the delay. We love you. We appreciate you. And we're back. We're back, baby. We're back on time. And uh, we're going to keep trying to be good for you. That's right. We're going to be good boys. You're all You're all we have. Witches and Warlocks, we need you just as much as you need us. This is all we have. <laughs> this stupid fucking podcast is all that's keeping me holding on. So for the sake of Eric Hoofnagel, if you don't want Eric Hoofnagel <laughs> to slip deeper into despair, join us next time at Fort Chafe <laughs> as we talk about the boys and their powdery butts. Ah, I love Joel, you, Eric. Love you. <laughs> all right. Good night. All right, all you witches and warlocks out there, thank you so much for listening. Eric and I, we really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and iTunes by searching Come Fight Me in the Dark or at CFMITD. 
You can check out our Patreon for exclusive bonus content like our continued Paranormal Challenge series, Come Fight Me in the Dark After Dark for all the stuff that's too hot for the pod, and new skits, and that's at CFMITD as well. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com with any questions, stories, and fan art. We, we love hearing from you, so thank you so much for listening, and have a good night.